All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Dave, I think it's time to say that this is no longer a fantasy football podcast. No? Yeah. I think it's time to leave the sport once and for all. Wow. Since we recorded last, a little bit's happened. <laughs> a queen has died. A game week has been postponed. And a partial game week took place after that. Yeah. England has gone through some things the last couple of weeks. And it's kept us from recording. Mainly because the Premier League, a league that could never figure out how to referee itself, of course couldn't be trusted to make the bigger decisions well either. Now, I'm just one man, and I have opinions, so this is just one man's opinion. I see this. But uh, I don't understand why soccer had to call off the weekend for Game Week 7. The National Morning Guidance didn't require it. Other sports, like rugby, went on in honor of the Queen. When you're the Premier League, and you gladly, willingly take money from anyone and everyone around the world who will pay you, whether it's good money or not, the last thing you should be doing is making decisions in a narrow vacuum. This is not an English league anymore, and I'm sorry. Fantasy Premier League is not an English fantasy sport. This is a worldwide thing now. And the Premier League should have taken the world into an account, not England, when they decided to postpone Game Week 7. Men in Blazers, American soccer fans know who Men in Blazers are. Post after post of American soccer fans who are going to England for their first ever, maybe their one and only time to go see a Premier League match in Game Week 7, and it gets called off. Brutal time. Are you kidding me? If I'm NBC... I know what's going to happen. My weekend matches from game week seven are going to become midweek matches buried in the middle of February. I'm asking for some of my money back. I want some of that billion dollars back. Thank you very much, Premier League. FPL knows what it is. There's an American flag on my profile on the FPL website because I'm from the United States. There are leagues. There are players from leagues all over the world. So why aren't we thinking about others when we decide to postpone game week seven rant over let the pod go on wow i mean scott england didn't at one time they owned the whole world so don't we all <laughs> owe them a, a touch of a nod of the cap and you know give them a little little respect brian isn't cricket is cricket the official the national sport i'm not sure because I think once they said that cricket and rugby were going forward, forward. with great statements from both of those yeah. organizing bodies, that that should have been 
That should have been the, that was the, it. The, Scott, the template for for England for sports. In England. The only thing I can think of is that cricket and rugby don't have the hooligan following that football has, and therefore the lack of police presence is, which is what the Premier League blamed it on. Yeah, that's another thing. So I'm just saying. Um, I'm not saying that I agree with what they're saying. I'm just saying this is what their excuse was. I was pretty frustrated that uh, there weren't enough police in this great land of England to find, to bring, to play three additional Premier League matches in game week eight. I get the link, the London proximity. Fine. Fine. Is there nothing that can be done? I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, all we've heard in the news is about how we can't get people to work jobs these days. The economy, the, the job market is such that it's a, it's a labor market right now, right? Employers can't find a good help. We saw that during Arsenal's match a couple weeks ago when that steward was incredibly lost about what her job was when Zinchenko, who wasn't on the team that weekend, runs out onto the pitch to celebrate a goal. She just kind of shrugs her shoulders. Could we not even at least have found people like her to be able to allow these three matches to be played? I mean, come on. What is happening? Queen Elizabeth dies and England goes to hell. Well, they just put a few soccer matches on postponement. I mean, look, Scott, yeah. I'm with you. It is interesting. I do feel like it's, you know, the show, the show should go on. On the other hand, I liked the Queen as much as your average American male. On the other hand, I'm pro Queen Elizabeth. So someone else could look at it and go, if it was a United States president, or if it was, you know, Merkel, or I think it's Merkel. It's Merkel in Germany, or uh, you know, I just wonder if if. Well, there's a difference. One is an actual ruler, and one is a ceremonial ruler, which I understand. There's a I get there's two Fair. sides, but here's the other thing. This this isn't just. It's not hypothetical, right? I mean, there are six clubs now that have an extended break. Which, by the way, now we're going to have another extended break as we are approaching an international break as For we sure. sit here. So game week nine, is it, is going to be delayed. But Not delayed. I mean, it was always scheduled this way. But it's not going to be happening right away. There's going to be an international break. A pointless international break weekend filled with Nations League matches and friendlies, which that's kind of the same thing. So, I mean, it's... It's frustrating right now to not have any football. I mean, I, I guess if there's one thing we can be happy about as the FPL America podcast, it's that the NFL season got to begin without any conflict in terms of sporting events going on, thanks to the Premier League. That's true. That uh, this is not an NFL football podcast, but yeah, and I don't know if I, I don't think it should be an FPL podcast. I think it's time to have a rugby podcast. <laughs> this is now. Can we do fantasy rugby? I'll I'll, I'll be a Leicester fan. Um... Is that who? Is that? Are, I think yeah, they're good, you, or at least they they play. If I you think. know, if you know anything about it, then sure we can. Who are the Saracens? Can. I think I think there's that's, that's a, a team. team. I think the Saracens <laughs> are a team. Well, okay, let's not show our ignorance any more than we already have. You might strongly disagree with what I'm saying, and that's perfectly fine. I I think the show should have gone on, and now we have six clubs. You know, uh, well every club's going to be already you know. They're going to be packing in another match into an already crowded fixture. We're going to see six clubs have to do it with two matches now because they couldn't find a way to put a match on in three different places. Um, one of the three I know isn't regarding the Queen. It has to do with the rail workers' strike. I'm telling you, what's happening in England right now? From afar, it doesn't look great. But 
you know, it's fine. It's just fantasy football. I get it. But at the same time, it's frustrating because it's indicative, I think, of the bigger problems. That's and fair. Dave, in a week where we didn't get to pod, which means that in theory we didn't get to complain about any refereeing decisions, unfortunately the complaints are about even bigger decisions. Fair enough. All right. So we're talking about the seven matches from game week eight tonight. We'll look ahead to game week nine taking place after this pointless international break. Uh I've said all i got to say. People are sick of listening to me. Brian, can you just get this thing started? Yeah, let's talk about game week eight. All right. Where do you want to start, Brian? I know you've got a million things to talk about. Do you want to start with Sun? Yeah, we, wow. can, we can start with start Sun. start right there? Yeah, we can start with Sun. I mean, I, just can, because he was the most... I mean, Real quick, can, can we discuss this? Want to start with something else? Two thumbs pointed. This guy didn't know that the match week... Uh, was starting on a Friday, and I was away on a uh, golf. You got you ever heard of golf? It's a little white thing. You hit you hit it. Try to get this into a little podcast? cups. At this point, I'll make it about anything for sure. So I was uh, I was on an annual golf trip to the North Carolina South Carolina border around North Myrtle Beach this past week, and I absolutely forgot to set my lineup. I was absolutely zoned in on the match that I was playing on Friday. And I did not pay attention to what was going on. You should have paid attention to that. I should have. Now, the very cool thing is, the very least, I had made at least one transfer. Okay. But I did not field a, a team, a full team. I was, I, Muhammad Salah was still in my lineup. Okay. Uh, so, but I didn't, I didn't take any hits. And honestly, I finished the match week with a 62. Holy not, cow. Not horrible. That's Saliba points, I have a feeling. It is Saliba points. I can feel, I can feel some Saliba points emanating yep, out of that. For sure. So I feel like I kind of got a little bit of a victory, um, just mainly kind of not realizing uh, when matches were starting, because I might have made a panic sell. Okay. If I would have, it would have been to get De Bruyne, mm -hmm. which obviously would not have been a bad decision, as a lot of people had Cancelo, Holland, and De Bruyne. So, anyways, all that being said, yeah, the match we got off with a uh, with a bang on Friday, and um, and but we're here to talk about Sun. It got off with a bang on Friday if you were watching Forest and Fulham, not if you were watching Villa and Southampton. No, I can't. I didn't say the matches. Oh, were, I see. I see. Or bangers. By the way, uh, Leicester's fourth in the rugby table right now. Oh. The Saracens are ninth, Dave. That is a team. It is a team. That okay. Sounds like, that, sounds like like good, would, that sounds like a good entry point I, for you. I feel like I would, I would be a Saracens That's fan. That's right. I, That's like the arsenal of rugby right there. Well done. Is it? I'm just kidding. I have oh, no idea. They're ninth in the table. That's all I know. Is oh, yeah, I see what you did there. That's easy. All right. Let's fall back to Sun. I am, again, I was golfing Saturday as well, and all of a sudden I'm getting reports that Sun's got a hat trick. And so yeah, I'm like, in the and, and I also time. knew that he wasn't yeah. starting. Slack was blowing up yeah. that yeah. he was uh, that not he was the, not, not starting. Not the fastest hat trick in, in Premier League history, but a fast one. It was a, a 19 one. minute hat trick. He know. subs in, and Sun gets a hat trick. All he breaks took, the duck. Yep. All it took was him sitting, just watching for an hour, and he said, "I've had enough of this." And he and he turned into old Sun. You know, if I had a dead team from when I started the season. Man, I would have cashed in big on some. <laughs> yeah, I held him for so long. You, I know, All and then I wild carded. The guy can't kick the ball right for six weeks, and then he gets benched once and has a 
four or three goal three goals on four shot hat trick. All right, well, what's real in quick? Nineteen minutes. I want to bring this up real quick. I well, number one, does it change anything about Sun? For me, no. At the moment, well, yeah. I, I if I just, if he's not starting, if he's gonna be super sub guy, I I don't know. I liked what I saw from him. I a just, lot, a lot is being made right now about City's schedule coming up. So I'm mentioning this right lots now. Lots being made about Arsenal's schedule coming up too. So Sun, KDB to Salah or KDB to Sun, because you can go down. I think at this point to Sun, yes, a couple pounds. Yeah. So KDB to Sun might be a tempting move when you look at KDB's schedule and you see a Manchester derby, then there's Southampton, but then Liverpool, and then a blank week twelve. Yeah, and don't forget that in between there is also their Champions League matches. That, that I think that's what fixture congestion between for all the Champions League teams. You could make a case for getting rid of almost anyone from any of the teams that are playing Champions League matches. Yeah, because of fixture fixture congestion. Yeah, but, well, but and, I well, think but and, Pep's gonna he's gonna prioritize United and Liverpool in the, the league. The argument for keeping. Manchester or City assets not not dumping KDB for Sun would be that they're gonna he's not gonna bench key assets for something as big as the Manchester Derby but it's the Manchester Derby you don't know what you're gonna get right not this Manchester United uh, yeah but I still feel I like it's, it's City to it's City's City's in control I just see, see yeah, them as yeah, the yeah. controlling. You're, they're the, they're the controlling. Regardless of fixture. Right. But but to your point, Brian, you, you look at their schedule and you're like, okay, for the next month, I'm tempted. Like that Southampton game, at least, I'll get points in that. Well, no, that might be the one where they all sit. Well, I was going to say, but the the other side of it is that their Champions League, it's it's their two legs against Copenhagen, which are the two of the their two yeah. easiest of the Champions League matches. That's true. So... It's not, not that they are. They can play whatever players they have for <laughs> however many minutes in whatever fixture they feel like. That's the thing about them this year. If they have a defensive injury, like if they lose another center back somehow, well, Laporte's back. That's that's another. So that's okay. a, that's a big that's a big help for them. But you know, if they go through another thing where they lose a, a center back and they get thin in defense again, then maybe you you know. Be Cancelo, you probably can part with him. There's probably fine options outside of him, but it just there. It hasn't affected them. There's been minimal rotation in the league. Every time someone has said that Erling Holland's going to sit, he doesn't, and they he just keeps playing a good amount of minutes in the league. I, I just don't see where. Yes, maybe Southampton. Some main guys get a break, but it's a home match. Even then, I'm like, I, I just feel like their points, it seems like, just don't know what, how you'd feel bad about playing them in there, knowing that then it's Liverpool where you know you're getting all of them again. If you wanted yeah. to dump them out for that blank against Arsenal, you're going to want them back in game week 13 because it goes Brighton, Leicester, Fulham, Brentford in the four matches before you get to the World Cup break. Yeah. The Champions League matches are tougher there because it's Dortmund and Sevilla in between. Yeah, but they might already they might already clinch. Right. So I I just I just it seems like their main guys are so untouchable. To get back to the Sun point, right? I I, I can't get to Sun I, if I don't drop. I KDB. know that's that that's the challenge is if you're if you're going to consider him 
part of a premium package, how do you get to him from whatever midfielder you have? It may. I, I was able to do it when I wasn't putting money in forward, yeah. but I wild carded and I went forward. I went year of the forward. So yeah. Holland, Kane, and Isak is my three. Yeah, forwards. And you can't complain about that. And I've got KDB and Cancelo. Otherwise, I not a lot of money elsewhere to go around. Son, yeah. what's hard about it is that Son is an extreme discount. A 19-minute hat trick is obviously in his range of outcomes any week. He, uh, he he is, you know, we've said this for years and years, and everyone has pointed this out. He and prime Jamie Vardy and a handful of other players are are just outside of whatever stats. They, they, they are beyond stats. It is irrelevant how many touches they have or touches in the box or shots or whatever because they can get theirs on whatever they get because they're such quality or have been. And Sun, Sun has been so unlucky. Yeah. I mean, I, that has been the, the. There is no other way to say it other than he has just. He's been like one hair off for six weeks. Gets benched and then does this where he. It's like he can't kick wrong. Right. Which is just. It was an amazing. It was an amazing match. An amazing outcome. Well, and Spurs' schedule isn't so great during that same stretch as we we're just talking about with City. Yeah. A North London derby. Brighton, who is going to be unpredictable now with a new manager. Yeah. Everton, who's probably going to be a little bit on the ascendancy here for a bit. And then the same Manchester United we're talking about, you know, is going to be playing City in game week and nine. And Newcastle right after that. Yeah, so it's not like With, it's so good that you got to go to Sun. And I think everyone had kind of backed off a little bit over, you know, uh, coming into this match because uh, because of their kind of lackluster performance in their Champions League match that they just played. Was it Frankfurt, I think, that they played right before that? Or was it, was, oh, no, it was, uh, it was Marseille. I think okay. is who they. It, it was either Sporting or, or Marseille that they played right before this. I don't remember. Either way, it wasn't great, and I think that was one where you kind of just felt like, you know, it, it's the thing you could throw at anyone who's playing in a lot of matches. Are they, are they, are they tired? Are they, you know, what what happened? Like they were just not sharp. You know, I think they lost two 0 in that match, and so then they come out, and the I think. The question was, can you do? You, you, is Leicester a get right game for them? Like the perfect timing, Leicester here. Here they come, and sure enough, it's six two. It is, but they still gave up the two, which I find interesting. Uh, you know, Leicester obviously wilting late in this one. By the way, is there a worse player this year right now than Wilfred and Didi? Like I know that he I, was I made feel... to look bad by. Jo- I think it was Johnny Evans on the goal where he got dispossessed. Uh, in the build-up, but I mean, there hasn't been a player who's been involved in more bad oh, plays this season than Wilfred and Didi. If I'm stuff. Brendan Rodgers or whoever's going to be managing Leicester here in the near future, yeah. you gotta you gotta find somebody other than. I was going to say, well, they signed uh, they they signed that new center back who I think he did play in that game, but they've got to sort out. They got to not. They got to not. They got to not play in Didi in a position that's not necessarily his best position. The guy in that match that, to me, is just any other year seeing 19% selection on Harry Kane, given what he's done this season, it would be unthinkable. So as much as I'm not going to Sun, I'm not leaving Kane to the same degree. 
That makes sense, right? I mean, I have Kane already. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm not going to leave him. I, no. I'm I'm wondering if I, I'm honestly thinking I might climb the hill to die on it to say that you should have Holland, Kane, and another starting forward as your three forwards, regardless of what the third forward is. A goal and an assist somehow only got one bonus point in that match. Finishes with another 10. He has a return in every week but game week one. And yet somehow is holding steady at below his starting value. Yeah. That's impossible in a season that yeah. Erling Holland isn't in the league. Right. It's it's all about it, strategy, right? Yeah. Like I it is just an it's an amazing thing to see somebody who is so trustworthy and consistent. The thing that everyone was most afraid of with him coming into the season, he has completely blown that away. Yeah. And yet 19%. Well, let me let me just insert this in here in support of what you're saying. So, after a train wreck start to the season that I had, I went ahead and wild carded, then the queen died. Thankfully, my wild card carried over to game week 8. Mm-hmm. I went completely different. The train wreck was largely because I had Sala and Son in my lineup as my premium players, and I said, "You know what? Fine. You want to tell me it's the year of the forward? I hate it, but I'll do it." Yeah. And I did what you described. Yeah. I, I gave you the three forwards I have. I had the in our mini league, Dave. Yeah. Our podcast's mini league. I had the highest score okay. for the game week. Look at you. Um, and I got almost half of my points from the three forwards yeah. in my squad. Now you have to be willing to be okay with what you're going to have everywhere else to do that. Yeah. But it's probably going to be worth it. Just real quick. In my midfield, KDB's my anchor. Mm-hmm. Zaha and Rashford are going to play when they're not having their matches postponed by England. Right. And then uh, I've got Cancelo and Trippier and Saliba in defense yeah. with a couple of 3.9 defenders and a couple of, uh, you know, like Dean Henderson is my, is my goalkeeper. You have to be okay with a little bit of a light line elsewhere yeah. in your squad to do the three-forward thing. But I'm not upset about it. It's like no. it's like built in. You're like starting the game week with a 30 when you do that. Yeah. Right now, this season. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I I don't see how that's not. I, I, it's it's at minimum, it's a desirable place to get to, and I think there are a lot of like passable options. The Andreas Pereira's and such. Yep, like the that's who's the, in there. The, the, right, with us in my midfield. I'm as not well. even crazy about him. I know. I mean, he's been talked about so much this season, but there, I just even, even guys around that range, I feel like you can find somebody who's useful, and you'd think that the the pedigree, and the premium of the of the actual premium players, should make up that big difference between you know exactly the, right the middling option. Let's stick with City. Uh, <laughs> they defeated Wolves three nil on the road. Uh, I only, <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty of city uh, notes to add to this, Brian. My only thing was, you know, if Nathan Collins is going to karate kick somebody oh and gosh. see see himself get sent off with a red card. Unbelievable! At least by he, the way. at least he found least the right he guy to do it. At least these are your favorite just, guy. Just demolished Grealish. Just, <laughs> I mean, bruised every single internal organ that, that Grealish has. Like that's the one time Grealish didn't flop or fake. I mean, he ate a boot it's right to the stomach. I mean, just demolishing. Uh, it says a lot about my uh, 
carnality that I didn't even feel bad about it for a second. Yeah, it was an amazing kick. I mean, but, not uh, amazing. The kick was amazing, but then the like uh, the the seemingly serious appeal of like I was going for the ball. <laughs> like I know. the way he appealed to the ref, well, like as if yes. it wasn't. Like, that's that's oh, the thing. It's man, like, I've yeah. gotten so sick of seeing players surround referees, oh. especially in plays like that, where it's like, are you oh. even kidding me? He, but I've also equally never yeah. seen someone so distraught. Over a red card. Yeah, he really as was. he was going on. Yeah. I mean, wow. if you, anyway. you have to believe your innocence more than anyone else. Well, I don't know if it. that was innocence. I think that was like... Regret. This is this is happening, and now I'm, I'm off until uh, November. Listen, Please, uh, no spanking. Other than Holland, De Bruyne, <laughs> Cancelo... No, here, look. Like, it... it are you really trusting Grealish? Are you Holl- trusting Foden? Holland, De Bruyne, and Cancelo seem so. That's why we we said it already. They just feel so untouchable. As, it it as feels assets. like that, but I also feel like the, any of them at any moment can be pepped. And I have those three. I'm just I'm just gonna cross my fingers, and I have a full bench. One of these weeks, like, one of these weeks for some, sure, yeah. you are gonna wake up and see that Holland is starting from the bench, and yep. that that is just That's gonna right. happen. He is not gonna play all 38 games and 60 minutes in all 38 or whatever. It just isn't gonna happen. De Bruyne's already been benched once. Cancelo's not getting benched. No, I yeah. just don't no. see where he ever gets benched. This match, clean sheet. Gets no return, and yet Cancelo finished with three bonus points yep. in a in a game where all the goals were scored and assisted by midfielders and yeah. forwards. Yeah, that's crazy. Just a bonus point magnet. I that was it was my I did it at the last minute was to throw Trent out to bring Cancelo in. Look at you to throw to make to make it a, a minus eight for me this week, which nice. is fantastic. Nice, nice. Well, Cancelo but, made that up for you. Well, I was gonna say it ended up being I you know it was a net positive overall in points because Cancelo throws a nine in there. I mean, it's an amazing an amazing outcome for a guy who he doesn't he he's not. I just I feel like there's so much hype with him. He's not great. He doesn't seem like, like I I like what he does overall, but you're you're counting on him mostly for all of his other stuff, and hoping that one of his absolutely insane shots or passes goes to some like to someone that matters. He's not really accurate, is what I'm saying, and I just feel like you want him because City is the best. They have the best defense. They hardly ever concede any any real chances to anybody. I just I, he's just a, one of those guys, and I'm like I I wish I could have other people than him. I just don't love what he does. I guess is what I'm saying. When I was looking at who to bring into my wild card lineup, you have to you know in years past it's been Salah, right? You. You can't not have Salah, even if you want to go for differential in as many places as possible, because mm-hmm. you would just there's just no way to make up the points that he would score. When I looked at my lineup, it, you know, it was those city assets for me. Like I couldn't not have them, and and expect to get anything great from this wild card squad that I was putting together. Now, Mitrovic, I went without, yeah. and I went with differential in that place instead. That's where you know Newcastle's Isak came in, but Holland. KDB, Cancelo, felt like I had to have them or else those were points I just would not be able to make up otherwise. 
Yeah. The thing I really love, I wrote it was in the FPL America the article this week, which I, I feel like, you know, after after the week is over, it's even kind of even more. Uh, just that De Bruyne is second for City, you know, on City for shots. He's taken 19 shots so far this season. So that's sixth most of any player in the league. And I, I love where he's playing attacking wise. He's still just as creative. Only he's only now one uh, chance created behind Salah for like mo- second most of any player in the league. Just I mean, you see every every match that he plays, like he is pure magic. You would have done way better to captain De Bruyne this week than you would have. You know, I know everyone was on Holland, or so many people were. Only the bravest of the brave decided to captain someone else. But yeah, like I just feel like I you're, captained you're, Kane. Yeah, a great, a that great worked out for me. Yeah, fantastic. I got a captain. twenty. Yeah, which is what which I would have gotten you, with which is Katie what you would yeah. well. so, so, courage in a slightly different form. I still like the other. You know, the other guys. Like if you want the discount guys, like Foden is no. Like, I can't do it anymore. Foden is good. I'm done. I'm out. He's Ber- good, but Bernardo he Silva is good. No. no. Gundogan started on the bench this week. He's yeah. done it before off the bench where he's gotten you a return. Pass. He's not a terrible option. How it's, about John Stone starting it right back? Are you going to tell me to go to John Stones? I too? would never <laughs> tell you to go to John Stones. I would, and I, you know, just the same way you would say, like, Ruben Diaz is a good player. You're not getting Ruben Diaz no, on your team. You're no, no. You're not wasting there, a spot with this. This is an easy formula to follow. Just follow it and be creative elsewhere. Yeah, I just to, to me the way the season is playing out so far, the way these matches are are the way they are lined up here, the way Pep is playing the season so far. I just don't see where there's a downside in any of the matches. The one thing you don't like is. Liverpool blank. So that two week yeah. span there, you don't love having them having to play Liverpool. However, is Liverpool gonna figure it out by then? Maybe. They 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 might I'm optimistic it, with no. all of this time off. It's sh- no it should no. be tougher. It should be <laughs> no. a tougher match for them, but well, like don't don't forget this is the Liverpool that beat City in the community shield to start the season. That was not that long ago, a couple of months, yeah, yes, but, but that that team that showed up that day is in the minority compared to all the oh, other games that they've had. I know they've so, got to figure some things out for sure. Yep. Hey, I want to transition just because it, it works to do this. I want to transition from this match to the Everton West Ham match. I'm going to do it via Connor Cody. Is Bruno Laga an idiot? <laughs> I mean, this Wolves team is terrible. They are terrible. Connor Cody was your captain most weeks. Yeah. And he goes to he's Everton. A, he's a proper Premier League defender. For sure he is. And Tarkowski and... Co- now, I get why Tarkowski went to to Everton, because yeah, he's about to go to the championship yeah. instead. Same with Dwight McNeil. I totally get that business. Everton has Connor Cody and Tarkowski land in their lap. Yeah, which you know what that is. That's a that's a proper Premier League center-back pairing. I know. And yet, Laga lets him go, because it isn't, what, he doesn't fit? You wanted Nathan Collins instead? I don't know why. I wish I had an answer for that. Uh, I, the only thing, the only argument that you could say, the only thing that there is in in their favor is is defensively, 
I know that they're not doing they're not they're not great on the offensive side of the ball, but they've only conceded seven goals. So they're in the I mean, they're in the top three of for the league. Brighton has conceded the fewest. Uh, okay, okay. But where are they at the table? Everton, Liverpool, Manchester City have each conceded six. Wolves, Newcastle, Spurs, and Arsenal have conceded seven. So they're in. That's the company they're in in terms of defensive. You know, the defensively, that's what. All right. So, so Connor Cody was excess. The problem is that Wolves' goals four is three. Yeah, it's a shame. So that, that, it's a shame they couldn't do like not, a. That's wow. not good. It's a shame they could Connor do like Cody's a, not helping with that. At, no, not really. Yeah, it's a shame you can't do like a, an American sports league. And if Connor Cody's excess to riches and defense, you can't trade him for a forward. You no, know? you cannot. Uh, but it still seems kind of crazy. Whatever he's doing is overall, it's not working. This isn't good. Wolves. No, not at all. I would say that they're for FPL. They're useless. Yeah, wolves are. Yeah. Everton, I would say, because of the, everything so, that's going on, are thank are you. kind of forcing a bit of a rethink. You've got to think about Everton a little bit. So, uh, yeah, th- they did a lot of inner league business, which is smart because it means that you're not having to help a player through a new culture, new country, it, new language. Like, it's all familiar, and I think it's going to start to come around. Everton does get a good win. It's not flashy by any means, but they get a good win at home, 1-0 well, over West I was going to say, it's back-to-back two of the more, I guess, inexplicable clean sheets that they probably have. you would have looked at weeks and weeks ago. And Everton? Said, like, yeah, you're going to clean sheet back-to-back Liverpool and, and West, West Ham. I mean, look at their back four for this match, I, though. It was Cody and Tarkowski in the middle, mm-hmm. and it was Mikolenko and Patterson I was say, outside. Uh, man, I mean, Patterson. three fourths of that is new, and Mikolenko joined in January. Yeah. So I mean, this what is a, a new defense. Patterson. Oh, no, speaking of weird selection percentages, seven point six for Patterson. I had him to start the season. Extremely low. Yeah. I know you want to get out of Nico Williams, and you want to go up from Patterson and Williams to like more. I don't know. I don't want to say explosive because. You get weeks like this, or two, you know, back-to-back weeks where, you know, Patterson outscored Trent and and almost any other. Almost any other defender you can name. You know, Patterson's outscored them in two, the past two weeks. So, all right, are you guys done talking about this? Is talking about Everton assets at this point is absolutely silly. No one can actually going to bring Everton. What? No one's bringing anyone in. Like point. Demari oh, Gray, Demari Gray passed the eye test again. I, I just wish I, it I mean, could be consistent. I would think, Anthony, just, I think Anthony there's Gordon so is many also... other guys performing. I don't understand why this is even a thing. I think, I think we have wasted our breath on this. I think. Right. I well, think can I tell you what I called this match? The bad mojo derby. Well, that's two, fair. two clubs underachieving. I it pains Everton me. Everton gets the win. It I, pains me to see what's going on with West Ham. I don't think. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Think Gordon's not a bad. Option as a midfield. I know. I know that uh, in mean, that range of guys that are less than six pounds, Gordon is still. He's tied with Harry Kane for shots on target. He's this got. Season. He's given you six points against Brentford and eight against Leeds. Otherwise, it's twos, threes, and ones. I'm just saying, like there for sure, there are plenty of guys that are better than him. I'm just saying for what, like for for midfielders that aren't that expensive. I think you Gordon do would be excellent him. on a different team. Sure, but also, 
Neil Mope up and running this week? No. He's a backup. To Dominic Calvert Lewin is on his way. Yeah. On his way back soon. When like DCL they... is in between Gordon and Gray, that's a good front three. That's a proper front three. It's not That's well, at least a that's at least an eighth place front three. And at this point Everton would take that. Well uh, so would West Ham. Again, what uh, West Ham and Everton, uh, if West Ham doesn't get their crap together. Unfortunately, they're gonna they're gonna be hanging out around the bottom at this point. Ever, Ham, Everton got one win, got themselves out of the relegation. This, talk. West yeah. Ham's doing they're doing what Leicester did last season and killing themselves in two competitions. That's the good. Europa Conference League, Brian. Yeah, you don't understand the prestige of the Europa Conference League. They're I mean they're they're doing okay in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just they're like surviving. What's what's horrible about West Ham is they are tied with Wolves' worst attack in the league. They've scored three goals. Yeah, do you want to know Which why? Which blows my mind with all the talent they have. It, no, it, yeah, but talent. But they also brought in signings who have done nothing. Yeah. And, and in fact, watching Lucas run around this past weekend in this match made me want to make him my villain of the week. Between his facial hair and his bad attitude, that dude's a villain, man. They, uh. they have... He's not doing anything productive. Neither is Skamaka. Right, and Skamaka is the guy that, I mean, I'm sure it was, you'd hope that they finally get somebody that can take some of the pressure off of Antonio and they bring in a guy that's not really taking any pressure yeah. off No, of their signings have done nothing, and that's why they're it's, moving it's backward. Right now, they, even it feels like signings, Hall, they had enough. Sebastian Haller 2.0. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, they, they've only, they have 20 shots on target. Which is tied for third worst. I, I to me that In is seven like seven matches. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing that. You can't ask for a better schedule from for almost anyone though. Wolves and Fulham and at Southampton are their next three. I, I like. You I have want to like, really hope you're getting ahead of the curve if you're bringing in. I was going to say, and point. so that's what I was, was going to say. I want Bowen, to, Jared Bowen. I want him to matter. You can p- not possibly endorse going to him right now. He did get, you know, he got some shots away against Everton. He's still, you know, he's in the top ten for, you know, and like at least in shooting for midfielders. It's not like, and and David Moyes said it this week. Like we feel like we've, you've started to see him. Kind of like take steps in the direction where you feel like oh it's gonna it's gonna come good here. The weirdest thing for Jared Bowen, one shot on target from him all season so it far. Just blows that, my mind. I I know that's what I'm saying. Like whatever is wrong here, uh, I think I saw that David Moyes is now like like Brendan Rodgers still odds on favorite to be sacked next, but Moyes is like third. On the list now, he's he's climbing the charts. Even though everyone insists that he's safe, it's just they, like w- there there's problems on top of problems. I I just wonder the well the rumor I, I'd heard from my sources was <laughs> mm-hmm. that Lester cannot afford to fire Brendan Rodgers. Oh, I got a little buyout. They clause. they can't afford to sack him. Mm. The money that they'd have to pay out, and then the money that they'd have to pay for a new manager. Lester's stuck with Brendan Rodgers right now. Lester, I mean, th- that's the only explanation. It makes actually a lot of sense because they haven't done any transfer business. No. Like, there's something going on financially at that club that is a concern. And yet you're looking at a Lester who, I don't know, we already talked about them a little bit in the context of the Spurs match, but, I mean, James Madison's one of the most transferred in players. Yeah. I, I mean, they, 
they've got other talent in other places. They ought to be able to build on those strengths, be able to do something, and yet they can't. Yeah. I think everyone agrees, like, Lester, they're, like, perfect for FPL attack-wise. Games where there's just goals on goals, where they are, and then they have quality attackers, so they can still score them. They can still score goals for themselves. Six-two score lines. Yeah, but yeah, then, yeah. but then they're going to get scored on constantly. So they're going to be attacking all the time. All like ten goals. They've scored ten goals this season, which is they're in the top ten. It's still top ten in the league for goals for twenty-two goals against. Only, I mean, they're worse. They're worse than Bournemouth. And Bournemouth has gave up nine right. in one match. That's the thing; like they've given up more goals wow. than Bournemouth have given up this season. Well, we saw it. We've seen it already in in one Champions League match with Graham Potter. I think it ended nil nil at Chelsea. I mean, if you're gonna do well and survive, you gotta you gotta get the defense right first, and then build forward from there. For sure. And if you're not doing that, it's also actually really interesting that I mean, clubs just seem to have blind spots when it comes to finding good players. West Ham forwards, Leicester center backs. I mean, City forwards until they just went ahead and spent all the money that they had in their, you know, mattresses to, to bring Holland, Holland in. Holland didn't cost Liverpool that much, midfielder. by the way. Holland's transfer fee was like $45 million. Yeah, but add on all the money that got paid to the agent and the dad. And I'm just saying. Else. It's not like they There's dropped money 80 there, mil for, you know, Virgil. Or like 120 for Grealish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. What's weird is that Leicester have players who have who have been capable enough, and they have players that are currently there who do not have triangles on their name. That you're like, like they they currently have Yannick Vestergaard. He's in my squad as a 3.9 defender yeah. because he's 3.9 and he's Vestergaard. They Daniel Amarty was a was a 4.0 hero in some last matches year. last yeah, season. Yeah. He's still there. Johnny Evans is still there. James Justin has looked fantastic in matches when he has played. He yeah. looks like he did a couple years ago before pre, prior to his yeah, huge injury. I've said that even weeks ago. Like It sucks that they're so bad this year because you, know you would have wanted him at yeah. some point, especially now because they have a five-match run right now where you're like, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace leads Wolves. That's almost as good as you're going to ask for in well, a five match run. And yeah. you can't, you, like. After game week six, Roger said the, the goal for the season was 40 points. He said that after game week six at Leicester. The goal is to get to 40 points somehow. And I get it. It's not going to be easy for them to do with the way that they've started. But this is why we do a mojo table most weeks because mojo matters. It, it does yes. matter. I, I am glad that they're finally saying, Jamie Vardy, basically, we can't expect him to do what he used to do. That Jamie Vardy, 30 minutes, 60 He's minutes, whatever, whatever we can get from him, whether it's 30 minutes or 90 minutes, that we'll take what we can get from him, which to me, like, Already, I don't know how like Pat Sandaka should be playing yeah. every week. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ian Acho should be playing every I mean, week. When the anyway. season started, I flirted with the idea of bringing in Daka because it made sense. It seemed like he's going to get minutes. He should be getting minutes. Yes, yeah. I, I, he has looked really good. He was like two weeks ago. He put a like, dropped a fifteen or something like that. He is, was is unbelievable Rogers two weeks to make ago. This I mean, 
I I don't know. It just wow. seems like they have too many good pieces to be this horrible. Hey Dave, it is September twentieth mm. as we record. Who's first in the table? Scott, uh, every week this season so far, maybe save the first week. Arsenal Football Club has been top of the table. Can can I just get a thank you from you for going ahead and setting it up that way? I, I appreciate mean, that. That is I, a gift from me to you, Dave. I, I receive that openly and welcome. Three nil win at G Tech. Community Stadium. We didn't give enough. Uh, hey, attention. no one just rolls into old G Tech. I mean, it, you know, we made fun last year <laughs> in our uh, promoted club pod about you know Brentford Community Stadium. Uh, they finally got a sponsor. They've got a corporate sponsor, G Tech. Yeah, but they still left the community on it. Well done, Brentford. Way to be uh, authentically fake. Absolutely. Did they make like really good gaming mouses? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> And keyboards and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, does it Ars- sounds like the Walmart brand of tech? Yeah, is what that sounds like. Yeah, I got a really nothing great, wrong with I got that. a really great G Tech laptop case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave, does Arsenal's schedule bother you? Because it's bothering lots of people. So interesting, you say that. I just think, like, how how often do we go into whether it's? I mean, how many times have have people not Captain Salah? Like in big games, and he give you two goals, and then you, and then you you look back and you you think to yourself, he's Salah, he's Holland. Doesn't matter the matchup, you play him. Like I think I think you're getting too cute uh, if you just start selling Arsenal assets. No, is it great? No, they come back with a North London derby. But look, a hapless Leicester just hung two goals on Tottenham. Now they gave up six as well. I mean, does does the city well, got well. Run. How many did how many did uh, Spurs score in Chelsea? It was a couple, right? Yeah, there's two. Two now that two. was the that was the Spurs like worst game. Two of the no. greatest controversial goals that we will ever see. But still, they did score two on, yeah. on a week a weekend Chelsea. Team. But still, I'd say that's the most comparable, probably that uh, level of opponent. One thing you can, know. I'll bet you right now, there's no way Spurs beat Arsenal six two. <laughs> I'm saying sure. it right here. <laughs> wow, way to go on a limb. Yeah, way to go on a limb. Yeah, that's so uh, I will say this. Harry Kane probably scores. This is What I was about to say is there are goals. There's goals in that game. They are home to Spurs and home to Liverpool, a Liverpool that yeah. you are insisting is horrible. So there are I, goals. Yep, for, I have not said horrible. There are goals for Arsenal in both of those games, and then they have and then, they then they're leads. at Leeds, yeah, and, and before then, their postponed City match, yeah, yeah. I so, don't see the downside for the Arsenal attack here. I'm not, I'm not. Yes, I'm a homer, but I'm not getting rid of them. I'm just not. I, I mean, I, I think I, I did. I don't expect them to hold clean sheets. <laughs> so I wild. Well, so here, like, and then this. So you have a guy that I want to have in a new segment that we like to call. Explain this logic to me. Okay. <clears throat> so. Jesus, explain this logic to me. Yeah. Gabriel Jesus, 73.4% selected and falling rapidly. He's yeah. probably going to drop in price. Still he'll, be, score. he'll be back to 8-0. Scores a goal this yep, week. Yep, yep. Which yep. everyone loves. Gabriel Martinelli holding steady, but like like more like more down than up. Going, okay. He's not going to yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah. His price isn't going anywhere, but he's almost 50% selected. Martin Odegaard's one of the big other transfers out because like, he didn't play. 
right? Gets a knock in training, misses Brentford altogether. Not sure why anyone was buying him in the first place, but whatever. He's dropping <laughs> a good bit. I just, like, explain the logic to me of why so many people are selling all of the attacking assets in games where we are, I think everyone is feeling like there are goals in them. And William Saliba is the number one goal defender transfer in. Of well, all, Saliba scored, so the, and the uh, masses are dumb. So I, we know that. that I understand. Call that, that I, the dumb mass, a collective Arsenal dumb mass move of the week. Fifteen in a game is gonna. You, it's hard to deny anybody who's gonna score you a fifteen. Second goal this season might be his last, but, for all we know. I think it's his third. Prior to this clean sheet and a goal against Brentford, Arsenal had conceded in three straight matches. Against teams that you're like, not, not like outstanding for sure. Okay, like I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just you. saying, like I just think it's an odd, I just think it's an odd thing to look through the whole thing and see like Jesus being sold as fast as anyone can get rid of them. Yeah, Martinelli like down more than he's up. I get the other assets, whatever. Zinchenko okay. misses whatever. I'm gonna, and time, then I'm gonna give you my answers, Brian. Yeah, give you my answers. All right, Saliba's staying in my lineup for now. Yeah. I got rid on my wild card, so it wasn't like I sent him out with free transfers, but in my wild card squad, I did send out Jesus and Martinelli. Okay. I think Martinelli is going to be, he has to this point overall been a perpetual underperformer compared to what you would expect him to do. And I'm not interested in that, especially after, you know, with my wild card squad. It happened early in this match. You know, he misses a, a decent chance in the box because he can't get his feet right. It seems to always be something with Martinelli. He'll get that one goal that's really nice, uh, attention-grabbing, and then you look at his price and you're like, well, maybe I'm interested. And then he disappoints you for five weeks. I'm not interested. No, thank you. I have, I have come to the realization, just like I did with Phil Foden for City, that Martinelli's a guy that I'm probably never going to play unless something changes immensely with the way he's played and his performances. I'll probably never have Martinelli. I'm not going to be suckered into bringing Martinelli into my squad ever again. Jesus, I did do the differential thing. I did Holland and Kane and a third forward, and Jesus was too pricey. Getting rid of Jesus to get someone to, to be able to fit Holland and Kane in. I brought in an Isak who scored well, a penalty well, goal. That's what I'm saying. Like, to me, you couldn't have Holland and Kane, and it would be difficult. It, and then it's difficult then to make Jesus your third forward. That move, I completely. And you condone. endorsed earlier in this pod Holland and Kane. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So I, I'm Jesus saying, has to be. Yeah, I'm out. saying Jesus as a sale for the sake of being able to fit Holland and Kane in together. Absolutely. If you're so selling, that's what I did. but but like this week, like you sell Jesus. I imagine most people that sold Jesus were selling him. For if you didn't have Mitrovic, Mitrovic, you would have sold him for Mitrovic. Yeah, who did nothing. And I would guess that uh, that Jesus to Isak was a popular, which move was too. about an equal move, which, right? Which is a, which is a, which a is wash. fine. And I feel good, but I feel right. good, I feel good about but, that. I feel fine with but that. But what I'm saying is, what you did is way more sensible in in the bigger Holland picture. In the bigger picture, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like to me. Well, thank you, Brian. It, it worked out for right. one week. The structure—that's what I'm just saying. I'm just Scott, saying that the structure of it it, it means a lot. How, how many games has Martinelli played this year? I imagine probably no more than seven. He's played seven. Okay. How many? How many games has he given you a return in? Can you define return? Yeah, an assist or goal. He's probably done it in four. You are correct. Yeah. And he is currently ranked fourth, one behind, one point behind Rashford, 
in overall scoring. He's currently six points behind DeBrun overall in midfielder scoring. Okay. So it just I understand when you're like actually I don't understand any of the logic that you had going in <laughs> to saying that because when you look at stats and you watch your performances, if anything, he's underperforming his like it should be more. It easily could That's be kind of my more. Point. It's always so, gonna always But even if it's not more, it's still f- good sure so like so in the martinelli so, spots uh, in the martinelli say, spots i have zaha and rashford yeah and i feel and i feel is, great about that which is great and they i have, have a much higher ceiling i think than i have martinelli. zaha i have martinelli McAllister, rashford i have them all and sala good for so you. so like you can have all that well i can't you have more uh tenths i think than i do but do you have Holland and Kane both no, I don't as well? Have Kane. Okay, so that's probably the difference there. Then is right. we're spending our money different. But I mean, right. obviously, there's no arguing. No, and there are there's ways, no arguing not there are having ways Kane. To, there are ways sure. to sort it out. Yeah, and and to Dave's point, like just taking the last like since game week four, like this is you know you get you get four matches worth of of information, even in matches where Martinelli hasn't done a ton, where he's gotten you one goal in the last four games, he is taken the most shots of any midfielder so he's number one in not shots just arsenal mid- on not any just, midfielder right, more than any other midfielder of like 14 shots is most S- six shots on target it's the second most only son has had more shots which is amazing that son <laughs> has seven shots on target and martinelli has six the we- it's the weirdest thing then to see that martinelli has created like 11 chances too so yeah. creatively, he's mm. as good as almost any other, you know, almost any player. Only De Bruyne is ahead of him, and Martinelli has two chan- two big chances created, and has gotten zero assists out of it. So minimum, he sh- yeah, exactly, but should have. That's my point with Martinelli. More than so what he's so got. you watch the matches and you develop an impression, and then you come to a podcast recording and you get stats from Brian, right? If you're lucky, like that's that's how it works, right? And when I watch these matches, w- when you have a player who's constantly underperforming his X blank, yeah. It's not going to feel good. And that's what happens with Martinelli. It's not till I come here and I hear, you know, what the actual numbers are. But here's my other question about Arsenal. I'm not asking you, Dave, because you're yeah. an Arsenal fan, Fair. so I've got to ask Brian. Yeah. What's the likelihood of what's going to happen with Arsenal Football Club moving forward this season? Are they at their peak? I mean, this isn't title contender Arsenal. It's not. It's aren't, not. Aren't they? No, okay. absolutely not. The the kids. So here's the thing. This there's there's a pattern are to they, this in sports. Are they top four? I think they they're are, fifth. They are I think top. They are top four contenders. Do think, you guys have a bet on this? Where they, no, they, we where don't. they're going to finish? They're going to finish fifth. Have we not bet that? Uh, I think we have a bet that uh, I say they'll finish higher than Liverpool on the table. I don't have it written down, but I'm going to write it. Oh, no, we do have one. You're right, that they finished higher than Liverpool. Arsenal's a fifth-place club this season. Okay. The kids are all right. They're starting out great. They're not going to be able to hold it. They're going to learn something this season about how to be top four, and they're going to fall a little bit short. Remember how they learned it last season? And you'll Mm -hmm. eat those words. Mm -hmm. I think they're at their peak. You can watch it on Amazon. You can watch it live, all or nothing. You can watch them sure, learn it. Sure, sure, So, So I doubt they learn yeah. it two, two years in a row. Okay. All right. Well, I don't think they're going to sustain. I think they're peaking. I think Liverpool finishes fourth, and I think Arsenal finishes fifth. The 
greatest test of this is the next two match weeks. I, yeah, it's fantastic. I, it is an unbelievable time for the to, to see <laughs> home matches against their number one rival and then a team that they have such like bad blood Liverpool's with. whipped them the I last know. multiple years. But then last season, you know, wasn't it was it 2-1? Is that what the final was for Liverpool Arsenal in that match at your place? Well, last season didn't it finish two one in a yeah. match where Arsenal controlled the first like sixty minutes of the game, and then and then Liverpool they, had they one made little mistakes flurry. in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, then and I, think, for, I think I think it was like Firmino. It, Firmino, I remember Mane. Ben, it was it was Firmino. I think I miss I miss something. Ben White come into the locker room being pissed because he made one mistake, and but that's all it takes against Liverpool. Right. That's what right? I'm saying. Like, so that's what I like. I love that this is where. So I like what I'm saying is Spurs Liverpool both at home at Leeds postponement goals to me there are goals in those three matches ahead of the postponed match Liverpool might lose their next three games in a row There's no way they're losing at Leeds They're gonna no they're they're playing Liverpool's home Brighton then they're at Arsenal and home City Oh Liverpool's losing their next three Yeah oh. I said Liverpool might lose their next three I'm uh, for I don't Arsenal, think they will but there's a they're not playing any pushovers. To the Arsenal point, even after the postponement, I think, you, like, to me, it feels like you'd want them back. I feel like you'd want the the Arsenal assets back after that. At Southampton, home Nottingham Forest. At Chelsea, who knows what Chelsea is at that point, but that's, that's, that's like, the worst one. And then at Wolves, like, four matches after the, like, right before, like, leading up to the World Cup break where you're like, yeah, I think I Kind of want I want my uh, guys. Newcastle schedule is pretty decent, so Isak's going to stay my third for forward. sure. And and, no, and no, you're I, not I don't hate for that. sure. And you're not going to be mad about how like we can talk about Crystal Palace in a minute. There's yeah, all, Zaha is... no schedule is better than than <laughs> Zaha staying in my lineup than what Zaha's got. Yep, absolutely. I so, mean Rashford. I don't like the yellow triangle, but he's fine. He's fine. The, that was a muscle problem. They said so. If the, even if that match had happened. He was not going to play um, that po- the last match for- that was postponed. And United's schedule isn't great, in fairness, but I'm not I'm not going to Martinelli. For I would Rashford. rather have, I think, as all things considered, I think I would rather have Martinelli than Rashford. But but I get and I can and there there are stats to back that up too. Real quick, there is one thing that Arsenal now has beaten Liverpool in. What's that? At least one thing. It is starting the youngest player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. Premier League history. Yeah, the fans chanting, he has school in the morning. Which was facts. <laughs> I think he does have school in the morning. I don't even know how to say his name, Brian. If only there was a way we could learn how to say his name. I, I only saw that he Ethan, was 15. I didn't even see what his name was, Ethan Nwarni. Nwarri. I don't know. It's N-W-A-N-E-R-I. What? I'll ask the yeah. non-Arsenal fan, I, I, what I, kind I, of stunt is that? I, <laughs> I mean, how soon until just like one of the, it, like, oh, he's our, even this I toddler was, is in our our academy. He's, okay. he's a <laughs> great little kicker. Yeah. We're going to put him out there for, for <coughs> yeah, eight, eight why, seconds of stoppage. Why time. him and not, you know, one of your five other midfielders who actually are senior players? Hey. Great. I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I just wanted to bring that up because it did, means nothing. Did about you care anything. about yeah. Vieira? 
Yeah, no, I, I this he looks is, good. This it's is not, a big he's deal. Not, he's and not it's taking, not fantasy worthy at the moment. I was gonna say he's not taking over for anyone. Odegaard's coming back in. They got it's not like they had they had holes to fill. But a, a lot of match. people were saying Arsenal needed to get another midfielder to start the season, and it was only because everyone had kind of forgotten about him because he was a little nicked up. But he he's a stud of a player. He's another young kid who is excellent. Well, and he took a really nice goal. I was gonna say. Weekend. The one player who is not a threat at any point, anytime soon, is ESR. Mill Smith Rowe, with recurring groin issues, is like this is not a player who is a threat to anyone, least of all Gabriel Martinelli, who's been, you know, who keeps being very good. Yeah. The only guy that I would think could threaten Martinelli would be like if they decide to give, like, give him a break and let Enkedia come in. And start. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a, another attacking player. You're not gonna. You know, none of the other attacking guys are gonna be out there. That would be the one thing that would. You know, maybe maybe that factors in at some point. But because Martinelli is barely getting, he's barely stopping. I mean, the guy's just running, no. running yeah. constantly for sure. Anyway, that's it. No more Arsenal. Good. We did it. <laughs> we made it. We had to give it. We're we're obliged to give them some attention since they are first in the table. But obliged. and 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 apparently they're going to be. I guess, I guess they will be into October. It's, it's going to be Dave. annoying. Them they're going to be hanging around, Scott. They I don't will. I don't expect them to be at the top of the table by the end of October. By the way, their matchups are too tough, but they'll be hanging around. Yeah, they'll hang around fourth until they lose it to Liverpool on the last day of the season. It's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned Isak a lot. Uh, Newcastle won, Bournemouth won. He gets the penalty kick goal here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have Trippier, who I think he probably got the assist. He did. Because he uh, created the handball that led yes. to the uh, penalty kick goal. Yeah. So got points on both ends of that goal. That was nice. But that's about all there was there for Newcastle in this one. Yeah. A lot of frustration. Hottest team on the market, Newcastle United. Uh, and yet they're bottom half right now, are they not? Do you, do you, Scott, do you have Pope as well? I do not. He is the top scoring yeah, fantasy I was goalkeeper. Say, Pope, Pope, the top scoring goalkeeper and the number one transfer in for goalkeepers, understandably. Trippier second only to Saliba for transfers in, and Isak the number one forward transfer in. Wow. Uh, I can Red give you uh, this hot. is my... Newcastle is tenth, by the way. Just to correct, I said bottom half. They are technically top half. Um, okay. There's never been a more popular 10th place club in the league. Yeah, for sure. I do wonder, this is something that uh, I had to look up, because I do wonder what it will look like when Callum Wilson, don't say who, comes back after the break. <laughs> Assuming that they, Isak and Callum Wilson will start together, which is exactly what Eddie Howe is insisting has been the plan all along. Uh, Chronicle Live that covers Newcastle. Uh, they talked about this this week. Um, they pointed to this match uh, that when Chris Wood was substituted on, they did not substitute Isak off, which I'm sure everyone was happy about that Isak stays out there, but that Chris Wood played centrally, pushing Isak out more to the left. There's some feeling that that is what might that's what it might look like with a healthy Callum Wilson for as long as that health stays in those hammies. 
So I the question is like the, like Eddie Howe's exact quote. He was talking about they need to get Isak more involved because he's also talking about him as like potential club legend Alexander Isak. <laughs> like they're talking wow. about this guy as he's like the capability of being like a kind of like an all timer for them. And he said we didn't get him involved enough in key areas where he wants to be involved. He's a versatile player. We briefly moved him out wide to the left when Chris Wood came on. But he can also play a slightly deeper role as well. So there is flexibility with him. If that's a slightly deeper role the way Harry Kane plays a slightly deeper role, that can be okay. But you don't love it to be that way. Mm. If he moves wider, like the, the Chronicle gave the stat. He's played center. Isak's played center forward 206 times in his career. He was on the right wing three times, and they played him as a left winger. He played as a left winger once. And Eddie Howe's talking about the possibility, you know, there's the possibility of flexing him around. Like, I just, he's so good. You've seen how good he can be. I really, I will be really interesting. I hate to use that word. I hate saying interesting because it's just there is just general interest in what's going to happen when Callum Wilson comes back because he will. It's Who? still Callum Wilson. Ah, uh, sunk it in. He will. Yeah, for sure. No. That is my one concern is what happens when Callum Wilson comes back for those six game weeks. Fulham, Brentford, Manchester United, Everton and the next four for Newcastle. I don't know. At Fulham, Okay. Not as easy as home to Fulham, but whatever. Uh, Brentford at Fulham. They're not not giving up goals to Newcastle. Did you guys watch this game? Which one? Newcastle and I did. Newcastle Bournemouth. Yes, I did. So there was no other matches on at so, that time. So Newcastle was, uh, they were good, not great. Lackluster. I mean, Neto made minimum. the most saves of the weekend, right? Yeah. You know, like, so they at least got shots on. I goal. was going to say Newcastle. Newcastle played up. But I'm. Sorry, I mean, um, Bournemouth played up. Newcastle, I think, was kind of. They kept saying that, like, like they. The announcer said it at one point that Newcastle needed more from the fans. Do you remember hearing that? <laughs> no. Like that the fans weren't really. So they needed a lift. They needed a I lift. I mean, after from they the, scored, the Isak was trying to get them going. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it's it's impossible that Newcastle fans are like, like thinking that this team is some inevitability. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. no way that they think that it's I like mean, you know. We're destined for we're destined for much higher in the table. So certainly this team will come together. I just like come on. Endless man. cash reserves, I guess, makes you lethargic quick. Ooh. Hey, let's the only other thing I want to say okay, about yeah. them is that it's really sad that you can't trust any of the midfielders because it feels like there's so much potential in the Newcastle midfield. Yeah. You Saint Maxman can it's back no. to normal Saint no. Maxman. Almiron. There's no way no. in the world you couldn't no. possibly trust Almiron. Ryan Frazier. If he was born with Ryan Frazier, you'd love it. He's not. He's not doing anything. He did have a, a good shot on goal. Yeah. I got saved. There's just no... It's just amazing how there's, like, value forward, defensive assets that everyone feels, like, decently comfortable playing. Just but, nothing in Ryan, and let's a, be clear. And a hero ball goalkeeper, and that's it. But let's be clear, too. Isak got the return from a penalty kick created by a... Defenders cross. True, uh, and Trippier was Trippier arguing with him to take it, or was it more of just I like him giving him a pointer? I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't see that part. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely Trippier. I think I hit the 30 second advance button before it the was definitely Trippier and Isak standing on the spot with 
and I think there was a the question of whether or not Trippier was trying to argue that I want it, I should take it, that kind of thing. So either uh, way, Isak took it. Fulham mentioned earlier, so I'll transition to that. Forest two, Fulham three. It's just annoying that Mitro <laughs> three goals happened and Mitro didn't get and any and part of it. So crushing bets this season. Unbelievable. Like, I'm back Such to my, garbage. My bet mojo is back, baby. So what, good. For one week. Enjoy nice it goals, for though. one week. Nice goals. All around. Nice yeah, goals. Fine. Mitro was involved. <laughs> Fulham is Mitrovic and no one else. No, they're not. They got three points in a in a in a promoted club match. It's too soon to say relegation six pointer, but they got three points here and Mitrovic didn't contribute. Scott, what's the Mitro bet this season? Uh you gotta hope he gets to sixteen goals. <sighs> Alexander Mitrovic. He's going to get there. He's on six. First oh, of all, well, when is he going to get hurt? He's not. He's too strong. <laughs> Second of all, Alexander Mitrovic, 31 shots. Number one overall. In this in, match? No. Oh. On this season. This I season. know. More shots than any other player. 16 on target. Only one less than Erling Holland. He's been screaming his way through the start of the season. There's no 25 shots in the box. Number one of any player. Eight big chances. Only Holland has more than him. It is Holland and then Mitrovic and then every other forward statistically, yeah, yeah. which is just wild. It's, but I have principles just like comes through seven games. Comes I have right principles. into the league. I have principles, I know, though. And I, I have know. a bet on the line of Mitrovic, it's, so it's I, six I have goals. to play my principles, Brian. It's six goals through seven I mean, I'm already games. violating them by playing Triple City and, I know. and the Assassin and, and Holland no is one of them. Which uh, is it's amazing. True. It's true. Um, he was one of them. I had two two transfers. I'm sure plenty of people had two transfers. Mitrovic was one of that was one of my like. I will not go one more week with Cameron Archer on my oh, good. <laughs> on my team. That's a hard even line. though wow, now he's line. like now he's worth having because he's four point three. <laughs> you made not, him four point three. I was gonna say not when he's you 4. did that. He's to him. not worth it when he's four point five, <laughs> and I'm certainly not gonna. I keep him when he's four point four, but now that he's four point three, I'm like maybe I should go. Your back. transfer <laughs> was the reason. Man, that two point four pounds I can get from going oh from Mitrovic to Archer. <laughs> no, um, no, but that was one of like that was like. That was I'm seeing that like that was a wait wait wait, wait. hold on yeah go ahead I know you brought in Cancelo yeah and you brought in Mitrovic yes who did you send out in your negative eight to get all that money Salah out okay okay to De Bruyne okay good move Archer out for Mitrovic bad move (laughs) (laughs) Archer zero is better on a minus eight than uh, than. Uh, Mitrovic is two. Yeah, that's true. But I like. I also. I, it was uh, Trent out for Cancelo, and then yeah. So you know what's interesting is like the one thing that all fantasy owners needed was Liverpool to have a a nothing game week, so we could just go ahead and not feel bad about sending out Trent and Mo and any other high priced yeah, asset. Yeah, it was it was a week. I mean, like we we said it. We said it forever on a week where if you're sending out a player who's not playing. A minus four is probably at worst a minus two. So it was right. a 
a total of it's the week know, to do it. Right, but, I had twenty two points. Now Liverpool, eight points out. So now Liverpool's got all this plus. time off. You would hope I do as a Liverpool fan. They're figuring things out. Like just watch them come back with another. Well, no, nine it's goal. good. I would hope that a veteran team that played two hundred and fifty games together over the past five years would be able to figure it out in year six or seven or whatever it is, Scott. I don't know what they're figuring out over there, but I guess at this point, as a, as a solo mojo. owner, figuring out mojo. Fair enough. They need to go to the go kart track, play some putt putt, develop. Some yeah, probably. You, you know what they? Trent should. needs a smile. He hasn't smiled in a long eat time. Some, eat some cookies. <laughs> I don't think cookies that's allowed. Good. I don't think that's maybe allowed. He, maybe Klopp should send a message and bench Robertson. He should treat him like son. Well, he could do that, but and he's also hurt us. for a while. So well, he'll be back. So I think he's going to be back after the break. No. Um, uh, I was going to say about Andreas Pereira. I get it. We've said already. Like, I, so many people have him. I just he's not. I just don't think he's doing that much. I think there's an expectation that he, you know, you look at him and you're like, man, well, he's in great attacking he's positions. Just, he's playing, he's playing so far advanced and he's <laughs> playing right behind Mitrovic and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, he's creating a decent number of chances. He's fifth for chances created for midfielders, but he's only created one big chance all season. He's not in the box very much. He's only taken nine shots he should, for he's the a, season. He, he's a guy. Bobby Reed. Bobby D. Cordova Reed has taken more shots this season than Andreas Pereira has. And I'm just Is like, that I, your move this week, Brian? I to me, I get it. Like everyone has has like propped him up as an enabler. He's in my team. I'm not saying I wouldn't like I'm not saying I don't own him or I wouldn't own him because I do. I'm just saying he is the like if I could go from Andreas, like that's a move I am like actively pursuing is how to make Andreas Pereira turn into Wolf Zaha. You know what I mean? Like I want to go. I want Pereira to turn into somebody wow. real. Like okay. I don't. Like I just. I don't. I'm a real boy. Pretty much. I. <laughs> That's timely since Pinocchio uh, just came out. I know. I wish Andreas Pereira could be on the microphone in this podcast saying, "I'm a real boy." In a <laughs> he just Pinocchio was. What are you talking voice? about? Like my old fake sponsorships. I just. I'm saying. I, one. I just don't. I just don't love it. <laughs> don't, I just think you don't want to have anything to do with anyone else on the team except Mitrovic or Pereira, but, All right. but Pereira yeah, for sure. Pereira's for sure. a whatever guy for me. All right. Considering where this pod started, thank you for letting me uh, get that rant out of my system. It was only fitting that the game week that did happen, the part of it that happened, started with controversy over a goal. Villa one, Southampton nil. Do you have any other notes, Brian, for these two clubs other no, than no, Jacob no. That, Ramsey's goal controversy? That's enough. We mentioned <laughs> that's enough. All right, we've met our contractual obligation. Yeah. Brian was, is really wanting Villa to say something. and Southampton. Yes. I just all I want to say is <laughs> Villa has a still has a decent <sighs> schedule no. in their next five weeks. Pass. The only villain I would trust is Ollie Watkins. Okay. And that is a low level of trust. Low and level. he's not a preferred forward option. There are people who are drinking anew the Leon Bailey Kool-Aid. Oh. And I I I don't know what this to is say. such a fun journey for us this season. <laughs> Yeah, I it is an, I I get it. I get the appeal based on the schedule, but holy cow, what else how else does this guy have to disappoint you? Does it does it say something about like does this mean that the season's just off to a terrible start that the compelling stories Leon 
Really? Oh, there's been so many good stories. All right, fine. Steven I mean, Gerrard. Darwin red cards. Leon Bailey. <laughs> Arsenal at the top of the table. And Halan being the Norwegian losing a testicle. If, exactly. If Aston Villa lose, instead of drawing Manchester City, and Leon Bailey doesn't score that goal, Gerrard loses against Manchester City. Probably should have anyway, but he didn't. It was 1-1. How much hotter is his hot seat if that match goes to City? Any hotter, not hotter because it's City, but still it's another loss. And Villa had been so bad going into that week, and then they find like that much that that little bit extra effort, and they get a draw against Manchester City, and then they come back and win against Southampton. That was like the one thing was like, did that spark something for them? Again, like a lot of quality air quotes as big as I can make them, quality attacking assets for them. And a schedule that you like, but like, not to throw Mojo back at it, but what but from who? What guy? What who do you trust? Luca Dean? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. Answers nobody. And Southampton has no one that you're actively pursuing. Not Those yet. Are, that's J- James Ward Prowse. In a few weeks, we'll have to go uh, to him. Bella Scott. Scott. Uh, my favorite stat, and this is the purely Ooh. and a segment we like to call uh, James Ward Prowse stat of the day for Scott Weeby only. <laughs> James Ward-Prowse is Southampton's highest scorer this season. He has 24 points, which is tied with Philip Billing, and just three points behind Matthias Jensen from Brentford. That is your James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> That's exactly where he belongs. PL points. That is exactly Update where he belongs. for the season. You know, he had a free kick uh, late, late, late this match. You just wondered. You thought he was going to ring one up? Is this going to be the start of his four-match streak? It was not. If, hey, Everton... Manchester City, West Ham, Bournemouth in their next four. He can get a free kick goal in any of those games. <laughs> uh, we haven't done this on the pod for a while. We've been doing it on social media. Quick plug that you know we do have things that we do on some social media sites. So whether it's YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. What's the other one? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, that one. We also have a Patreon site, FPL America, FPL America Podcast. You can find us making some updates there occasionally. I've been doing this on our social media uh, sites uh, recently, but I'm going to mention it here real quick as we wrap this up. Uh, Top score in game week eight in the FPL America Podcast League was Adam, team name, Pass the Venegra. Mm -hmm. 87. Well done, Adam. He's always up near the top. Nope. Adam, nope, he's not because he's new. Adam is also first place overall in the FPL America Podcast League. Uh, our top three is actually the same from game week six. I won't say seven because obviously everybody got a zero. Good job on your zero, Dave, by the Thank way, you. for game week seven. Appreciate that. Uh, second is Klops and Robbers. That's Dan. And third is another Dan, team named Holland Oats. Is in the band. Love well it. done. Love well it. done there. So uh, top three unchanged, but Anthony, the ever the ever familiar game Anthony. of throw-ins, is hot on the trail of the two Dans. He is storming he's, up. He's starting he's to warm forward. up a little bit. Yeah, he is. God he's getting bless. ready. What podcast is he on? I don't know. He, <laughs> he should. That guy, man. That guy. Oh, you can. Man. That guy. Man. He's not missing. He's not missing uh, game week deadlines. No, he's not. That much. No, he's not. not like he, you, he's Dave. not going on uh, golf trips. How many, and how many Liverpool assets does he currently have on his team? 
Uh, Anthony? Yeah. I um, cannot see any transfers he's made this week, but I can tell you this for a fact. He has zero. Okay. Just I'm As just, of last week. I, yeah, I'm just curious. The if, we're, if we really are wrapping this podcast up, then we can say definitively the biggest questions of any team, which we did not talk about any of them, and I would like to acknowledge that on this podcast, Brighton and Hove Albion sent away their manager to Chelsea. Yeah, they that's hire, that's you can't trust anything there anymore. They hired a new manager, so there's two massive sets of questions for Brighton assets. Now, who are the most popular transfers in for like for four or five yes. straight weeks? Allegedly, so they only interviewed one guy and they hired him, so it's the guy they wanted. But there's still a lot of unknowns there. Right. What I'm saying is, there's still questions to be asked about that. Yep. What will Chelsea now look like? I know. Graham Potter, massive amount defensive. of questions. Defensive. I think defensive assets you can trust. I think it might be Sterling time. I like, I mean, recently. Well, Sterling to- already scored for Graham Potter Chelsea. He's the only person to put a goal in the, a ball in the net for Graham Potter Chelsea. I like defensive assets. It's Potter. It's I early. do too. Crystal Palace, we just said they're about to have the be- one Zaha. of the best matchup. <laughs> one of the best matchups. No, the answer to all your Palace questions is Zaha. We barely touched uh, Ivan Tony, who Brentford comes like crashing back to earth thanks to Arsenal. I'm just saying, like, there's we there's just other things. You remember? And then I'll take Isak. And then the number one thing, like we just we keep saying it. I to me is everyone has sold their Liverpool assets as they're about to come into now like a Brighton team with a new rudder. In the weirdest thing that I've done in a long time, I still am holding on to Mohamed Salah. Okay, I'm and, just saying, and, like, and, and the answer is like, why? And I don't have a good answer because he at missed the, the game week deadline. Yeah, that's the <laughs> and the queen died last and week. I just <laughs> took an L. I, I just took. He just like well, dropped to twelve point nine. Uh, so at this yeah. point, I'm just gonna hold on. I'm to sorry. Most Salah's price has finally dropped. Uh, I would like to. I would like to say that drop on Mo Salah is completely fine when you consider that I lost point two on Leon Bailey. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I had him. Oh, wait, no. so wait, wait, wait. I don't so, think Mo Salah's price has dropped in years. Is, is that like did it drop at the same time like that earthquake hit Mexico? Like is it, that is it's that dropped si- during type of this, seismic, it yeah, during this it, seismic shift in in yeah, the world? It very well it Salah very well went could down a tenth exact moment. Believe it or not. Listen, as a Liverpool fan, here's what I want to do. I want to not own them in fantasy and I want to root for them and hope for the best in real life. That's where I'm at. I have no idea if we're going to record another podcast. I still have a lot of questions. That's the point. So that means that Brian's going to put together an epic international break-worthy FPL America, the article that's going to be on our Patreon site and promoted on social media. For sure. Look for it this week. For sure, absolutely. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.